0: You are listening to the WELF-MPC News Radio Podcast with your host, Walter Mistletoe Livingstone, and co-host, Becky Marshmallow. All North Pole City elves, those in Santa's Village, in the Lower 48, and all around the world, this is your weekly update for the week of March 13, 2023. I am your host, Walter Mistletoe Livingstone,
1: and I'm your co-host, Becky Marshmallow Livingstone. Let's go to press. <laughs>
0: For the week of March 13, 2023, your sponsor will be Crystal's Candy Confections at 2 Candy Cane Lane, specializing in chocolate creations that are out of this world. This week, they are featuring their chocolate caramels. Stop by for a treat today. Update from Santa's Village, Latimer Snurd, supervisor at Santa's Workshop, has sent out a memo to the gift wrapping division tripling this week's standard order of red and white striped wrapping paper. The new toys rolling off the assembly line are requiring a bit more wrapping paper than what was originally anticipated. Therefore, production over at the gift wrapping factory will have to ramp up a little bit in order to keep up with demand. Please check out this week's Peppermint Post if additional staff members are needed at the Wrapping Paper Factory.
1: From the Department of Outland Security, although Lucky the Leprechaun will not be arriving until Saturday the 18th up at the North Pole City, Edward Hinklemeyer has received a request and is organizing the security team to have a St. Patrick's Day parade Schedule that will be timed with the arrival of Lucky and the March of the North Pole Snowball Games contestants to the auditorium in City Center for the finals. The parade will begin at the North Pole City Commerce Association building, come down towards City Center and around town circle in Santa's Village, and then they'll end up at the auditorium. The parade will begin at about 10 a.m. Saturday morning. All are encouraged to come out and cheer on the teams, then follow the parade down to the auditorium. Participating in the parade will be Lucky the Leprechaun, Santa and Mrs. Claus, the Snowball Games finalists, the Cocoa House and Noel's Cozy Corner, and it will be led, of course, by Frosty the Snowman.
0: The Division of WWPR urges you to send in your questions. Do you have any questions for someone at the North Pole? Ask them on the 14th for the National Ask a Question Day. They will then add your questions and answers from North Pole City to the website. Any questions can be asked through the Contact Us utility on taolf.com website. These questions will then be forwarded to the appropriate person and the answers will be posted on the website. I've also heard that it just doesn't have to be North Pole City. Anybody can do this really so when we say elves all over the world that also means elves in training and people down in the lower 48 so if you have questions of anybody up here at north pole city um now's the time to ask them that'd be pretty cool
1: This week in North Pole City weather, we will have temperatures in the mid-minus 20s all week with a mix of clouds and sun with 30% chance of precipitation midweek and 20% for the weekend.
0: Well, for an update for WELF-NPC, I am happy to report that Dr. Twinkle Stein was finally able to clear me and let me return to work on Friday morning after my shirt west in the hospital. Although I had some medical issues, I am proud to report that I do hold that record for the elf who was able to spend the longest time in the freezing cold water out at Polar Bear Lake for the Polar Plunge.
1: I'm just glad that you're back, Walter.
0: Yeah, but I got the record, and I made sure that they timed it correctly, and it's official.
1: (laughs) All right, you got your new plaque up?
0: That's right, what's up? Before we move on with this week in elf history, let's take a quick music break.
2: Christmas to me, that's Christmas to me, that's Christmas to me, that's Christmas to me, picking out the leaves of the crooked Christmas trees, that's Christmas.
0: This week in Elf History, I'm going to turn it over to our investigative reporter, Becky Marshmallow Livingstone. Becky, please take it away.
1: Thanks, Walter. This week is St. Patrick's Day, and today we discuss the first St. Patrick's Day parade, which was held March seventeenth of sixteen o one. St. Patrick was born in the late fourth century and was one of the most successful Christian missionaries in history. He was born in Britain to a Christian family and at the age of 16 he was taken prisoner by a group of Irish raiders who attacked his family's estate. They took him to Ireland where he spent six years in captivity before escaping back to Britain. Believing he had been called by God to Christianize Ireland he joined the Catholic Church and studied for 15 years before being consecrated as the church's second missionary to Ireland. Patrick began his mission to Ireland in 432, and by his death in 461, the island was almost entirely Christian. St. Patrick's Day is celebrated annually on March 17th, the anniversary of his death. Surprisingly, the first St. Patrick's Day parade took place not in Ireland, but in America. Early Irish settlers to the American colonies, many of whom were indentured servants, were brought the Irish tradition of celebrating St. Patrick's Feast Day to America. The first recorded parade honoring the Catholic Feast Day of St. Patrick, the patron saint of Ireland, was held in what is now St. Augustine, Florida. Records show that a St. Patrick's Day parade was held on March 17th of 1601 in a Spanish colony under the direction of the colony's Irish vicar, Ricardo Arthur. This was uncovered fairly recently in December of 2017 by historian Dr. J. Michael Francis in, of all places, a gunpowder expenditures log in Spain's Archivo General de Indias. The documents reveal that spring festivities, which included a feast of Day of San Patricio, St. Patrick, was held in the year 1600 in St. Augustine, Florida, and in March of 1601, St. Augustine's residents gathered together and proceeded through the city streets in honor of an Irish saint who appears to have assumed a privileged place in the Spanish garrison town. There have been countless other locations that have incorporated the celebration and parades as well. Today, across the United States, millions of Americans celebrate by enjoying St. Patrick's Day parades and engaging in parties. Some of the other big celebrations are held each year in New York and Chicago. The first recorded St. Patrick's Day parade in New York City, the oldest continuous St. Patrick's Day parade, was held in 1762. It is now the largest in the United States with over 150,000 participants and nearly 3 million observers along a 1.5-mile parade route to watch the parade. In Chicago, they annually dye the Chicago River green. The practice started in 1962 when city pollution control workers used dyes to trace illegal sewage discharges and realized that the green dye might provide a unique way to celebrate the holiday. That year, they released 100 pounds of green vegetable dye into the river and kept it green for a week. Today, only 40 pounds of dye are used and the river turns green really only for a few hours. Maybe we should start doing that here, Walter. We can dye polar bear light green. It works for us. We're elves. We like green. No? Ask Santa. All right. I think I'm going to bring it up next time I see him.
0: All right. Well, back to you, Walter. All right. Before we continue on with the news, let's take another quick music break. Day is on Tuesday. No, not the ones you eat, but 3.14, the ratio of the circle's circumference to its diameter. Look for all your local businesses to have a special 31.4 sale on Tuesday. So, you know why it's 31.4, not 3.14? No, because I
1: really would have thought it would have been 3.14%.
0: Well, 3.14% off is really not that much, so they just moved the decimal. Oh. That was kind of smart of them. Yeah, okay. This actually is the 31st year (laughs) uh, for the special sale, and you will see all the shops joining in on this special sale. From furniture to clothing and everything in between, Tuesday will be a great day to get on out to the shops in town and take advantage of all these specials.
1: I might have to stop Um, out. I
0: kind of thought you would.
1: (laughs) I got my eye on a couple things.
0: This week at the North Pole Snowball Game Semifinals, a record was shattered. The record of 158 snowballs made in one minute was broken by Richard Snowball Yeardley of Noel's Cozy Corner team. He made an impressive 299 snowballs. Snowball said he practices making snowballs quite often and has been practicing for 25 years. This is his first year participating in the official games though. The two teams moving on to the Snowball Games finals are Noel's Cozy Corner and the Cocoa House. Noel's Cozy Corner won against Elfin Wonderland with a score of 85-65. The Cocoa House played against the Jolly Elf team and after a very tight set of games, ended up on top with a score of 79-71. This week for the finals, all 15 games... Will be played. The finals are scheduled to begin noon on Saturday. The event will be held at the auditorium in City Center. If you are a fan of the snowball games, you don't want to miss this event. It is going to be a real treat.
1: This week in community events, we start off with March thirteenth being earmuffs. Good Samaritan Day, wear your favorite earmuff fashions, and try your best to do a good deed. Help someone who needs it, even if they don't ask. Then on the 14th, it's Dribble to Work Day and Potato Chip Day. The elves of Santa's workshop who make basketballs want you to help them test out the bounce in the basketballs today as they celebrate Dribble to Work Day that promotes interest in women's sports. Stop by and give some a try. If you work up an appetite, stop by Mrs. Claus's kitchen cafeteria at the workshop for some potato chips, which they'll have plenty of for potato chip day. On the 16th, the lower 48 elves are going to celebrate No Selfies Day by putting down their phones and trying to enjoy life without documenting it. Maybe we can try to pick up ours. (laughs) I don't have one. Yeah, neither do I. Maybe that's a sign we should get one. Okay, anyways, moving on. The 17th is National Action Against Bullying and Violence Day. Celebrate by learning how to be an upstander. The 18th is a big day here in North Pole City, and it's also Snowball Games Finals. At the games, they will be helping to celebrate Maple Syrup Saturday, Corn Dog Day, and Sloppy Joe Day by having Corn Dogs, Sloppy Joes, and Maple Walnut Fudge in the concession stands. The Quilting Club will be having a quilting lesson session, too, on Saturday for Quilting Day. They'll be set up in the Commerce Association building all day. Then on the 19th, it's Chocolate Caramel Day. The North Pole confectioners will all be showing off their chocolate caramel candies, and there will be a taste-off for the best chocolate caramel treat in the ballroom at the North Pole City Hotel.
0: WELFMPC would like to wish Alan Chili Twinklestein a very happy 500th birthday. Alan works at the Syrup Factory and has been a syrup bottler for 418 years. We wish him many more happy years. This is Walter Mistletoe Livingstone and Becky Marshmallow Livingstone with the reminder never iron a four-leaf clover. You don't want to press your luck. Have a good evening and be sure to tune in next week for another WELF MPC North Pole Radio News Update. (laughs) ba da 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 da